presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, has become involved in a thrilling and baffling mystery, which threatens to put even his courage and intelligence to their greatest test. A cargo of $5 million in gold was being brought to the Metropolis National Bank in a specially armored freight car. The gold car itself was one of a line of about a hundred other freight cars. When the train arrived in the Metropolis Railroad Terminal, the car carrying the gold had completely vanished, yet the train had made no stops anywhere along the line. Clark Kent and Lois Lane, working on the mystery for their newspaper, The Daily Planet, decided that a certain Mr. Fortune, secretary to the president of the Metropolis National Bank, was the real culprit. When we last saw them, Kent and Lois had gone to see Mr. Van Doren, president of the bank, and told him their suspicions. The president stepped into Mr. Fortune's office to talk to him, and a strange thing happened. Listen. Bring Fortune in here and talk to him. If he knows anything about how that freight car vanished and where the five million in gold went to, we'll soon know about it. Uh, Mr. Fortune, can you come here, please? Fortune? Anything wrong, Mr. Van Doren? Oh, simply couldn't happen. What couldn't happen, Mr. Van Doren? Mr. Fortune's not here, Miss Lane. He's not in his office. Oh, maybe he stepped out for a minute. He couldn't have done that without my seeing him. Why, I can't follow you, Mr. Van Doren. Well, there's only one way to get into or get out of Mr. Fortune's office, and that's through my own office. Here, here, have a look for yourself. Hmm, seems to be about right. Fortune's office has no window and no other door. To come in or go out, he would have to come through your office here. Mr. Kennedy's not here, and I saw him come in ten minutes ago. You actually saw Fortune come through your office and go into his own ten minutes ago? That's right. He said good morning to me as he went in. And you're sure you didn't see him come out? Positive, Miss Lane. I haven't left my own office in the past half hour. Fortune could not have gotten out of this office without my seeing him. Well, if he couldn't get out, he must still be here. Let's have a look in that closet. You kind of think that's where we'll find him. Well, Mr. Kent, what on earth could he be doing in that closet? Well, I can't answer that, but he must be in that closet. There's no other place he could hide. Well, must be right, of course. Stand back. I'll open the door. Hey, yes. Uh... I don't think I want to look. Well, we'll soon know. Not here. There's nothing inside this box. This whole thing is getting beyond me. First, a freight car carrying $5 million in gold disappears as completely as if, well, as if Superman himself had reached down and picked it up. Now your secretary, Mr. Fortune, vanishes just as completely. Oh, I refuse to believe it. It simply couldn't happen. There's certainly no explanation for it. Clark, why are you wrapping on those balls? I just had a feeling that... Maybe there might be a secret panel somewhere, but there isn't. These walls are solid. It's beyond me. Oh, who? Oh, Miss Bailey, what is it you... Miss Bailey, what happened? What's wrong? Quick, come and get you. She's in a face. Oh, oh, I got her. I got her life. Well, things certainly are beginning to happen around here. What in the world? Yes, I know. Would you bring that water jug on your desk, please? Oh, yes, yes, sir. Something must have upset her pretty badly. Who is she, Mr. Van Doren? She's the receptionist in the outer office. Here, here's the water. I'll take it. I wonder if I can just get her to drink a little of it. I'll rub the wrist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Fortune. Mr. Fortune. Easy does it now, easy. You're all right now, Miss Bailey. Who are you? What's happening? Well, you came into the office here, Miss Bailey, you looked at us all very clearly, and then you just fainted dead away. Oh, yes. Now I remember. Oh, Mr. Van Dorn, he, 
He's out there. Who's out there? Mr. Fortune. Fortune? Fortune's outside there. Jim, come on. Right with you. This is Miss Bailey's little office here. And the door leading to the lobby outside is slightly ajar. Let's have a look. Jim. Look. There on the floor. Fortune, all right. Caved in just as he reached the door. Miss Bailey heard him fall, opened the door, and here he was. Hmm. Is he dead? Yeah, no doubt of it. He's dead, all right. How on earth did he get out here? Something wrong about all this. Just doesn't make sense. Are you sure? Who's he... going to ask me again if I'm certain he came through my office this morning to get to his own? I tell you, he did. I'm sorry you've got to take my word for it, but you must believe me. Let's, let's, let's try to get this straight. Mr. Fortune comes through your office about 20 minutes ago and goes into his own. Now, the only way of getting to his office is through yours. And that's the only way he can get out again. Right. You saw that for yourself. You were in your office all the time, and you didn't see him come out again. He didn't come out. I swear to that. Well, then how did he get out here? And how was he murdered? If we can answer those questions, Kent, we'd have the solution to this whole case. There's only one thing to do. Huh? What's that? I'm going to call police headquarters and have Inspector Neely come over here at once. If anyone can find an answer to this riddle, he's... All right, now let me get a full-length shot of him. Okay. Now, uh, will you photographers quiet down for just a minute? Now, uh, when did you people discover the body of Mr. Fortune? About ten minutes ago, Inspector Neely. Couldn't have been more than that. Well, yeah, we'll soon get to the bottom of this. Mr. Van Doren, I'd ask you to close the bank for the rest of the day. Lock all the doors and keep your employees here. We'll want a question. Uh, Miss Bailey, will you go out and... Uh, 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 just a minute, please. I want Miss Bailey to remain here. Oh, Inspector, please. I don't want to get mixed up in any murder. All I we'll know is... We'll find out all you know in a little while, Miss Bailey. Meantime, don't worry. It's our job to help you, not to harm you. I'll telephone outside and have the bank closed. Uh, uh, Inspector, do you mind if Miss Lane and I telephone the Daily Planet? Yeah, well, we can uh, get an exclusive on this story. Well, that'll be all right, I guess. Good. Hello, what do you call it, Mrs. White? Right, Clark. Miss Bailey, is there a phone office? Uh, yes, there's one. Uh, no, Kent. Let's see what the medico has to say. All right. Doc? What about our friend Fortune? Yeah, died instantly, Inspector. Single knife wound to the heart. Yes. Can't tell much more than that without an autopsy. Mm. How long has he been dead? Hard to say. Mega Mortis hasn't started to set in at all. An hour, maybe. Maybe a little longer. Well, according to the story I get, he must have died during the last 40 minutes. Did that check? Well, yeah, check's all right. Good. Uh, you boys finished taking your news pictures? Just gotta get one more picture, Inspector. All right. Okay, you can have them. All right, you men remove the body. I want these officers clear. Logan, Fitz, you go on down to the bank and check the stories of every employee down there. Let you men clear out. Don't want anyone in here now but Mr. Van Doren and uh, Mr. Kent and Miss Lane and Miss Bailey and myself. All right, boys, let's go. All right, go ahead. Mike's got the story, Clark. He's got an exclusive on it. Oh, great. Well, Inspector. Uh, Kent, we're going to get to the bottom of all this right now. I want you people to show me exactly what happened when you found Fortune's body. Uh, Mr. Van Doren? Well, Kent and Miss Lane came to me about an hour ago and said they suspected Mr. Fortune had something to do with the disappearance of the freight car. Mm, you mean the freight car carrying the five million dollars in gold for your bank here? Yes. And, uh, by the way, have you uncovered anything on that yet? Well, give us time, Van Doren. Give us time. Uh, I'm afraid you'll have to be Superman to solve this case. Uh, if Lane, if Superman really existed, I'd call him in on this case without a minute's hesitation. Well, uh... Go ahead, Van Doren. Well, I went into Fortune's office, and Fortune wasn't there. Yes? The peculiar part of that was that Fortune could not have gotten out of this office without passing through mine. And I never saw him come out. You never... Uh, 
I see. Go on. Then suddenly Miss Bailey came in, stared at us in a strange way, and then fainted. Ah, now, why did you faint, Miss Bailey? Well, I'd been sitting at my desk in the outer office when I heard a knock at the door. Really? I said, come in, but nothing happened. And I went to the door and opened it, and there was Mr. Porter lying on the floor, dead. And uh, then you came in here to tell Mr. Van Doren and, and then fainted. Yes, that's right. Well, then what happened? Uh, show me now exactly what you did. Uh, Mr. Well, Kent. Uh, we, we brought Miss Bailey to, and she told us about fortune. Mr. Van Dorn and I went into the outer office. Well, all right. Let's go. Uh, just a minute, Miss Lane. Did you come to... Oh, no, no. I stayed here in this office with Miss Bailey. Then you and Miss Bailey remain here now. Yes, sir. I want to get a picture of exactly how everything happened. Now, Kent, let's go into the next office. All right. Mr. Van Dorn and I walked into the outer office. Yes. Miss Bailey's office, that is. Oh. And when we got here... We looked around. And then Kent noticed that the door was ajar. Yes. You mean the, the door leading to the lobby? That's right. So we opened the door, and they, Mr. Fortune, lay at our feet. I see. In other words, this whole mystery seems to hinge on whether or not we can be sure that you did not see Fortune leave his office, Mr. Vendor. I give you my word, I did not see him go out. Oh. I couldn't have missed him if he had. Uh-huh. There was only one way he could get to his office. We come through this office here, Miss Bailey's, through your office, then into his own. That's right, Inspector. And then to get out, he'd have to reverse that procedure. I think we can check your story, Van Doren, by talking to Miss Bailey. If she didn't see him come out, then we'll know for sure that he must have gotten out some other way. But <laughs> there is no other way, Inspector. Oh, we'll, we'll worry about that when we come to it. Let's go back into your office, Van Doren, and, and check Miss Bailey's story. Very well. All right. I assure you, Inspector, I was in my office every minute of the time, and I had to see Mr. Fortune if he... Oh, Miss Bailey, the Inspector would like... Where are they? Look in Fortune's office. Okay. Uh, well? Oh, they're not in here. Oh, Miss Bailey, where are you? Oh, but look here, they, they, they couldn't have left here. The three of us were in the outer office all the time. There's no other way of getting out. How about the window? It's a four-story drop, Kent. What? And there's no fire escape. What? Do, do you mean to say Lois and Miss Bailey have disappeared, too? Now, look here, you men. This is... Why, this... Fantastic. Maybe it is. But the fact remains they're not here. They've vanished. Just the way Mr. Fortune did. Just the way that freight car did. If you can figure this one out, Inspector, then I'll... Well, by jingo, I'll start believing in Superman. What is the solution to this strange riddle? Could Lois Lane and Miss Bailey have vanished into thin air just as Mr. Fortune did? Will they reappear as Mr. Fortune did? And what can Superman do to find the missing girls? Be sure to listen to the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I'm your host, Matt, and this is the podcast that spoon feeds your ears an episode of the Superman Radio Show, followed by our great theme song, Escape from Krypton by Mark Hackenmiller, and my commentary. So, this episode originally aired December 2nd, 1940, and has been called The $5 Million Gold Heist Part 4. So, as we begin, we get through dialogue between the bank, Metropolis National Bank President Reginald Van Doren, Lois and Clark. A recap of the storyline so far. And I like when we get the recaps through dialogue because it's more natural sounding than an exposition dump. And you do need to have recaps because if you were listening to the show as it aired and you missed an episode, you're probably shit out of luck because I'm guessing it aired and that was it. It's not like they had DVRs, and I'm not even sure they would have had they wouldn't have had anything to record the episodes. So I know we're spoiled these days with ways to you can just hop on and find the show and listen to episodes and. So, back to what I was saying was, in the beginning, the conversation they have, and they were looking for Mr. Fortune in his office, did not find him, he wasn't in his closet, and that whole scene was added, so sometimes the ends of episodes don't jive with the beginnings of the next episodes. Another benefit, I suppose, to not having them documented or anybody is probably not calling them on that because they probably don't recall exactly how they were. And so they just listen to the next episode. If it sounds close, they're, they're probably going to just roll with it. But when you listen to them back to back, that's when you really notice the differences. So... The whole scene was added before Miss Bailey came in and fainted. And that scene was good when they tried to revive her by having her drink some water and Lois says she'll rub her wrists. So next time I'm around somebody that faints, I'm certainly going to try those techniques. um, Rubbing their wrists and giving them some water to drink. I just know if somebody faints, it's like, whoomp. A crowd probably just is right around them. And then there's one or two people saying, back up, give them some room, let them breathe. So we find out the reason she fainted was that Mr. Fortune's body was discovered. And he wasn't supposed to be able to leave that office. And Reginald is certain he didn't. It's almost like he was just staring at the door 
the way he's saying, he swears up and down, basically, that he did not leave. He's sure he did not leave the office. He was in the office. There's no way he could have left. No windows. So, Inspector Neely is called in, and he wants to set the scene exactly how it was. And so Lois stays with Miss Bailey, as she did when... Clark, Reginald, and Inspector Neely head out and find out that the reason was a knife wound to the chest. And rigor mortis hasn't set in. That inspector seems like he's seen some things. He was kind of indifferent to the whole affair. And they're going back to report their findings to Lois and Miss Bailey. And they are gone. This is a big deal because, as we know, the body was discovered outside of Miss Bailey's office, and she's the secretary to the president, Reginald Van Doren. Her office leads into his office, where Lois and Miss Bailey were, and beyond that is Mr. Fortune's office. And so, I wonder how that stacks up with the fire code but therein lies her conundrum where did Lois and Miss Bailey disappear to where did Mr. Fortune disappear to and we should hope that they do not turn up the way he turned up and I can only assume the, the mysterious boss from before knew that Clark is kind of sniffing around with Mr. Fortune and thought he would just get rid of that loose end and probably sent Lisby or Crumb to off him by putting that hit out on him. And a highlight for me in this episode was that camera sound effect. I thought that was great. So, I think we're done talking about that episode. Something that happened between the last episode and this episode, December 1st, 1940, we had Richard Pryor was born. And he's a very funny comedian and a great actor. And of course, he played Gus Gorman in Superman 3. So, Superman 3 might be polarizing amongst Superman fandom, but for my money, I was just the right age when it hit, and I love that movie. So, and I thought Richard Pryor was great in it. And December 2nd, 1940, Constance Connie Booth was born, and she's notable for Faulty Towers 
and has a role in Monty Python's Holy Grail, I believe. So, thanks for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. Thank you and goodbye. My kids, boy, when they lie, that's the thing that I love the most. When they be trying to tell them lies and you know they're lying. Right, you say, uh, who broke this? Huh? I said, who broke this? Okay. I'm going to tell you, okay? First, okay, I'm going to tell you. First, first, I wasn't in here, right? Uh uh-uh. First, I, I, was, I was in the kitchen, okay? Then, then when I was in the kitchen, you know what happened? You don't know what happened? Okay, I'm gonna tell you, okay? Then, I, w- I was in the kitchen, okay? Then, I was, I was running in here. I wasn't really running. Cause you remember when you told me not to run? Uh-huh, so I wasn't really running, running. But it was kind of like I was running. My legs was moving real fast. Looked like I was running, but I wasn't really running, huh? And I was in here then when that thing, that thing was already broke. Uh Uh-huh, that was broke even before I was born. And when that door was fell back like that, and it broke and it fell down, and it was broken, broken, broken. That's what happened.